0: Hey, we're back with our second ever Rosie's House of Hockey podcast, a mini series on the Riveters. Today we have the captain of the Riveters. We have Michelle Picard. Did I say that correct, Michelle?
1: Uh, you did. Michelle Picard is correct. <laughs> uh,
0: I have a really nasty habit of messing up everyone's name of all time, but I like to just go out there and get get it done with. So we did that, passed that test. Um, I have a first crazy question. It says here on your Wikipedia, your nickname is Wildflower. How did you get that?
1: <laughs> um... So I was playing in a charity tournament with like a men's league team, and I, I forget exactly how the, the uh, store like how it happened, but they for the weekend called me Captain Wildflower. I really can't remember where it originated from, but so then um, one of the guys, as we were just joking around, he decided that he's going to go into Wikipedia and put it in there so that it could be official. Um, so that's how it happened. I've got great uh, news. That so I, that's,
0: it, it is official. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, it's it was the men's league team. So I was Captain Wildflower for that men's league team, and uh, they'll be pumped to hear about it. Uh, if they if they hear this, they're they're never gonna let me live it down. So uh. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, honestly, that that was also gonna be my first question. It was that it it hits you like a ton of bricks as soon as you're doing any research about you that someone. Out there, nicknamed you Captain Wildflower. So that's.
1: Perfect. <laughs> I'm glad that it's in there, and the whole world can see it. When that is the great. official merch
0: coming out for the Wildflower uh, Riveters jerseys?
1: Oh, you know that's a good that's a good idea. I'll I'll, uh, I'll reach out to our. Are people who make the shirts and stuff and, and see what I can do. Michelle, I'm just I don't an know idea. It oh, yeah. hasn't happened yet. <laughs> yeah.
2: um, all we require is like 5% gratuity just for coming up with yeah, the Yeah, no idea. big deal. <laughs>
1: um,
2: all right, any, I'll, I if, can
1: take care of that for you. If
2: you're, if you're Captain Wildflower, anyone else on the team have a crazy nickname that Ryan or myself would not believe?
1: A crazy nickname that you wouldn't believe? Um, no, I, I think we've got all pretty standard, like, the last names or things like that. Like, nothing that, nothing comes to the top of my head with, like, a good story behind it, no.
0: So do you do and the you typical, guys- typical hockey thing where you add Y on the end of everyone's last name?
1: <laughs> um, do we have any of that? Um, no, we don't. We've got Moose, but her, her last name is Morse. I think that was, she's always been called Moose, so that one's good. Um, we just shorten people's names. So, like, the Wiki we call Wick. Aaron Brewer, we call Brew. Um, let's see who else. We got Packer, we call her Pack. Russo is Russo. So a lot of just like <laughs> sorting in the last names, I guess. <laughs> uh, it
2: just, it it warms my heart that you guys aren't like the Rangers where everyone's like Shaddy, Stalzy. Zibby. Uh, <laughs> Zooks. Zibby. It, it, it's just terrible that most hockey names, it's just, let's just add the Y. It, it, sometimes it even elongates the last name and it, it just blows my mind.
1: <laughs> um well we can start that if you want us to start but no, no please too.
0: don't you know you're doing you're doing it perfect the way <laughs> we just want it. the gratuity right. on the wildflower thing that's all we ask for um all right, that's
1: fair well, that's fair
0: let's start talking about uh your hockey career so how how old did you start playing hockey like from a youngin like three four years old
1: yes yeah, I, I was really young my older brother played and so i was basically born in a hockey rink um and there's like woods behind our yard we had a little pond that my dad used to take care of, and so I used to be out there on sneakers and all that, and my brother would kind of stick handle around me, and um, and then as soon as I could put on a pair of skates, I was skating around, and I think my first team was when I was like six, and played uh, boys and girls, like boys hockey and girls hockey, all growing up, played for a town team, a club team nearby, um, played high school hockey, uh, played college hockey at Harvard, um, and then once I graduated, I moved to New Jersey and played with the Riveters,
0: so when did you first know that you were like, oh man, I'm good enough at this to be a pro? Like when were you getting you scouted for Harvard? How how did that even happen? Like what what does that process like? Like someone came up to you like, hey, you're pretty good at this hockey thing. <laughs>
1: um, well, there, because there was no pro hockey when I was growing up, my dream was always the Olympics. Um, and so that I watched, you know, when I, the '98 Olympics when they won gold, I was only five and couldn't really grasp it at that point. Um, but when in the um, the next Olympics I watched and it was like, Oh my goodness, I want to do this. Um, and so ever since then I, I dreamed for it and, and went for it. Um, and then I was sort of getting into high school, like, uh, I was sort of like had to choose to go to a different school so I could play like more serious hockey and, uh, get looks from colleges and things like that. And when I was going through the college process and there was a lot of colleges who wanted me to come to their school to play, I was sort of like, wow, I guess I'm all right at this. <laughs> Um, I ended up, I was in the U.S. national program and um, played in some world championships. I played in the 2014 Olympics. And um, so I've had a really uh, great career and had some amazing coaches and just people supporting me along the way to to help me make the dreams happen. And I still get to live the dream now. So I'm, I'm pretty lucky.
2: You mentioned being on the 2014 Olympic team. Is there, how do you go about, what is, what I, I'm trying to think of a way to, Word this you that doesn't make great. me you sound like great. an idiot. I'm really, really pushing through it. Um, <laughs> obviously, the 2014 team had the just epic showdown with Canada in the final mm-hmm. round, and then 2018 the USA team gets over the hump in Korea. As someone that was on the 2014 team, and you had to sit home and watch the 2018 team, what what did what did that what did that do to you internally? That you, you weren't there for the I, I'm really having a hard time with this why is this so hard
0: I <laughs> interview people all the time I work in news it's, this isn't new okay, to me.
1: no <laughs> Michelle I, you're uh, our biggest guest of all time it's
0: really hard for Greg I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um no I mean I was I was super proud of them and so happy for them um I knew uh and played with a lot of the women on that team and I'd know I know like all the hard work that they'd put in for not just those four years but eight and twelve and all these years of dreaming about that gold medal and, um, and a lot of them are, are friends of mine and I was just nothing but happy and proud and, and just so grateful that they finally they got over that hump and um, were able to take home the gold medal and, and to see them celebrate and just so happy after so many years of, of uh, coming up a little bit short in that final game so uh, happy for them and, and just and finally <laughs> it just felt so good so um, nothing but good good thoughts for them. We're this up. is
2: one of the, this is one of the things we asked Randy last week, and it, it plays into the the tenor of the NWHL. I I know that the league for the first time put a, a women's player onto the national team that wasn't on the radar before. Then, as someone that has national team experience, that you bring to the league, is that a goal of yours? To obviously individual success and your team success is of the utmost importance, but is it part of your mission to get this league to a competitive point where maybe a Rebecca Russo and Alexa Grushchow, someone that hasn't been on the national team radar before is now on the national team radar?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, playing in this league, I feel like it's my job to show up ready to play and ready to compete at my best every day. And so um, if I'm doing that and if other players are, are doing that as well, um, then, then, yeah, you, you should c- continue to get better and, and keep improving. And you never know. Um, you never know whose eyes you can open up. And, and if, you're keep, if you're pursuing to get better every day, then, um, yeah, there's no reason why, why that people can't get noticed within our league. And um, as, as, you know, more talent keeps coming in, our league's only going to get better and stronger. And, um, and it would be exciting to, to see this league be a, a great spot where, where people can get noticed. Um, if they develop a little bit later.
0: <laughs> right now, uh, you've obviously had a great, a lot of great moments in your career. Uh, can you name like a top three?
1: Top three of my playing career, like Correct, games yeah. that I played in. You mean? Yeah. Like,
0: do you have moments that, oh that my- have met the most for you? I'm, I'm really putting you on the spot here. <laughs> I mean, you can answer one if you'd like.
1: No, I mean playing in the you know Olympic final, uh, the gold medal game. Even though we lost, it's still a, a huge moment for me. Um, I guess I have four that I would that stick out in Bonus. my mind. So that game, winning the Isabel Cup Championship last year, um, that is unforgettable. Um, and then my junior year of college, uh, we won the Beanpot. We beat BC in the Beanpot final at home, and uh, that was just a, a special moment, just to be at home. And like the, the Beanpot tournament in Boston is like it's mostly bragging rights, but there's a lot of there's a lot of history between us and BC, and so it felt really it felt really good. And then uh, later on that season, um, we went to the NCAA finals. We were at the Frozen Four. We beat BC in the semifinals and then played, unfortunately lost to Minnesota in the finals. But that whole experience of that run of getting to, you know, be in the NCAA playoffs and, and do all of that was truly special. Wearing the Harvard jersey and, and uh, being with my teammates, that was, that was probably one of the most like, special, I guess, like run I've ever had with the team
0: for a person what? who uh would never even get considered for harvard what was it like going to school there <laughs> was it as <his>, like <laughs> i I have, I have one friend that went there and he said you know it's it's pretty much what you expect a lot of ridiculously intelligent people uh on one <laughs> campus
1: um yeah i think the coolest part about going to harvard is like you know you'd sit down at lunch and you might be next to somebody you've never met before or whatever like one of your friends or what brings one of their friends whatever and you're just chatting and you kind of eventually ask them like what they're doing or what you know and and so many amazing people doing so many amazing things and just hearing different people's passions and what they're great at um it was really special like like some really just amazing you know dinners with people just learning what they're passionate about and what they're pursuing um and I think that was the most special part about going to Harvard
2: is there a close relationship between the men's and the women's ice hockey team at Harvard correct me if I'm wrong I, did your time overlap with Jimmy VC? Was he around on campus the same time you were?
1: Yeah, yeah, we went. I forget maybe a couple of years. Um, it's pretty like our senior. I think yeah, we graduated the same year. Um, so I guess like two or three years went to school together. But um, the end of our senior years, we were both trying to decide which uh, professional team to go to. <laughs> <laughs> His decision a little bit uh, a little bit more <laughs> intense than mine, but it's funny to think about.
0: His decision was covered for like many weeks. I think uh, Greg and I talked about JVBC ad nauseum for like four or five weeks. So uh, I'm sure when you announced that you're going to the Riveters, they were extremely happy. Uh, we just unfortunately at that time weren't covering it for the five weeks in August, which was insane, by the way. Um So now and
2: I think we I think we also butchered his last name for the solid the first three times we talked about. It. I think we were going with like Vessi Press- or some weird. <laughs> We're not, we're not great. Again, like Ryan said, we're not great with pronunciations off the bat. Pronunciation the first, Yeah, the first four times we ever brought up Brady Shea on this podcast, we called him Skagey. Yeah, We just great did shot. no research yeah.
0: whatsoever. <laughs> how, is you, how is That's a great, good transition, Greg. How is your hockey you, pronunciation? Sure. Because it, there is a website that came out literally this week that helps you pronounce hockey names, and I'm assuming you go through a lot of that also yourself
1: um with my last name
0: no not picard like everyone you play against on, your, like, on certain what? teams are like no 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 <laughs>
1: like i don't think mine's very hard <laughs> no 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 yours is,
0: is, is very traditional and easy but uh in the <laughs> hockey the hockey realm itself has a lot of different uh syllables a lot of the time that makes it hard for people like me and maybe you i don't know i'm not, just asking <laughs> All right, well,
1: yeah, no, I mean, but I'm not in the light same light as you and having to pronounce it publicly for people. so I just I can I can hide it a little bit more. I guess
0: <laughs> It's easier.
2: Uh, uh Michelle, the the big question for me, um, the, we 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 asked uh, Coach uh, Vall a variation of this as well. You're the captain of the defending Isabel Cup champions. That comes with a little bit more clout and responsibility than it would other teams. Has it changed how you handle yourself in the locker room at all this year, being a defending champion as opposed to just trying to climb the mountain?
1: Um, I would say, like, the way I approach being in the locker room is just bringing in energy. And, like, my role, I feel like, is just um, making sure I'm someone that, like, other people can look up to. I'm always there. I'm consistent. And... um. I don't know. I, I, my, I bring it every day. That's kind of what, that's kind of what I, how I see myself. And um, I don't think that's any different, you know, last year trying to pursue and be the champion. So you got to come to the rink trying to get better every day, but it's the same this year because um, you know, people want to take the cup from you and we haven't had as successful of a year. So it's been about just staying positive in the locker room and making sure we're all um, still, still going going forward and and trying to get some wins on the board and you never know what can happen in playoffs and so i think this year it's just been about staying positive and keeping the energy up
0: you've mentioned uh, some of the struggles with the team right now obviously the record isn't where you'd like it to be And randy was talking about that last week uh what have for you have particularly been some things you could see that the team can improve on on the ice
1: um i i think we like consistency uh, i think we struggle to put together 60 minutes out there and Um, We'll have stretches of some tough, (laughs) tough, uh, (laughs) tough stretches and teams will put in a couple on us and, um, and we can't recover from that. Um, So that would be one area and just in staying disciplined and playing our game um, and keeping it simple. But um, if we can put together six, like we have it. It's just uh, being able to do it for 60 minutes, like I said.
2: Michelle, you mentioned earlier in the podcast that you had a interesting route for yourself in order to get to the professional level. I know the Riveters do great programs to go out into the community and make the game more accessible to people that otherwise may not be able to get their hands on it. Do you feel a responsibility at all? Or does the locker room feel a responsibility to not just grow the game, but maybe the young girls the even and the young boys who come out to Riveter games, to show them that there's an opportunity in hockey that may not have existed before the creation of this league.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially with young girls, it's amazing. After every home game, uh, we sign autographs and it is truly special to see all the young girls come through and just how excited they are uh, to see us and meet us. And they're, I mean, even, even adults are just so, um, I guess, appreciative. i so many people have, like thanked me and I'm like, don't thank me. Like I, I get to play the game that I love. Um, but yeah, there's absolutely a, a responsibility in terms of going out and coaching and showing the young players that there are, there are, um, professional female athletes. I mean, we play ice hockey, but there's other sports as well. And, um, and I think just making our presence known, but also helping get kids playing the sport, uh, it's done so much for me and I've just loved to play the game. I love being on the ice. And so coaching is another passion of mine. Uh, absolutely. I, I coach with this, this program called hockey in New Jersey that provides, allows kids to uh, play hockey for free. They give them equipment and, and free ice time and all that. Um, and then I also coach with a club team, the New Jersey Colonials. Um, and so a lot of, I just love seeing how, how, I just love growing the sport, but also I've gotten, I've been lucky enough to be coached by some amazing people. And so just kind of, sharing what I've learned throughout my career.
0: Before I ask my next question, uh, I think you bring up a really good organization there. So one of my big worries as a hockey fan is that, especially in the Northeast region, not, I mean, not Boston, of course, it's a hockey city, but even like the New York area and, and sort of Philly, it's, it's kind of hard for people to play hockey. You need to wait for ice time at like midnight. Uh, I worry about the future development of hockey, especially because if you're not from Minnesota or like one of those hockey hotbeds, uh, you're never really going to get the accessibility. So it's really nice that that New Jersey what was the, the what was it called again the New Jersey hockey?
1: so I, there's hockey in New Jersey, in New they have Jersey. a couple they've programming in Jersey City and Newark and uh, Montclair, and there's two others um, and then and that's a that's literally free and it's community uh, there's a lot of them in rec centers, but like it's all community based and um, and that's an amazing organization giving kids these opportunities like so I started coaching there two springs ago in Newark, and just kids trying skating for the very first time as like an eighth grader or so that's like 13 11 or 12 13 years old and just to see their faces trying to skate for the first time is is probably one of the coolest um, moments that I've ever witnessed on the ice Uh, so that that organization is is truly special to me um, and I, I love coaching with them.
0: Well, it's good. It's good because I, I really sometimes do worry about uh, kids having the accessibility to play hockey, but something like that is really nice. Uh, back to your career, just very quickly, uh, I wanted to know how you were chosen for captain and how that process went down. <laughs>
1: um, so Randy was—he's uh, new to this our team this year—and uh, I think he got a lot of. He talked with Chad a lot. So I've been on the team. This is my third season, um, and I think he just spoke with Chad the most, and and. Um, just kind of got, he was, a, he was, or sorry, Randy, you know, we'd had some practices and he sort of got a little bit of a feel of who people were, but, um, yeah. And then one day he sort of just pulled me aside and, um, told me that I was the captain <laughs> and, and that was it. But I, and Packer and, uh, Kira Dazzle are assistants, but the three of us work together a hundred percent and, uh, I'm really lucky to have them. And so it's definitely a, a three person team, uh, leading uh, with the, with the letters, um but but yeah, that was a process. Pretty simple.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a little it's a little disappointing that it wasn't some kind of Thunderdome where you guys really fought out for the letters and the last three people standing down.
1: <laughs> yeah, I definitely wouldn't have been the winner if that were the case. We got some scrappy fighters on our team.
2: <laughs> um, you mentioned coaching. Is that is that where your eyes are after you're playing career reps? I mean, obviously you're still very young. You have a lot of playing days ahead of you. But do you already have an eye towards coaching? Are you doing extra things on the side where one day if this league continues to expand you can see yourself standing behind the bench of the next generation of players (laughs)
1: um oh i don't know i haven't really thought about coaching for the league but in terms of coaching youth hockey uh yeah i do that right now and i love it and um if if the opportunities present themselves and And, yeah, I could see myself staying in coaching, um, but really haven't thought about, you know, what avenue I I would go down um, if I'd want to do higher level or or stick with with youth. Um, But I like the kids. They keep me they keep me young and energized for sure.
0: (laughs) You mentioned that you went to Harvard. Uh, You obviously spent a lot of time in Boston. Did you become did you succumb uh, to becoming a Pats fan while you were there?
1: Growing up in Massachusetts, yes, I'm a Pats fan. I'm very excited for February 3rd.
0: You should be. I want you to know that even though I'm a New York Rangers fan, I root for Tom Brady very openly. So I'm very excited for you. And congratulations on your fourth in five years Super Bowls, you assholes.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I had a lot to do with it. I was a big part of all yeah. those um, wins. So. I just feel like everyone in
0: Massachusetts is a big part of it. They're, it's all in their blood. I uh, just had to double check.
1: <laughs> um yeah I'm a big Pats fan I love I've watched with my family all growing up we'd have our you know football Sundays and all that so I think it more stemmed from those experiences than anything else but yes Pats fan and I, I, I say it proudly in this area even though I get a lot of crap for it oh uh,
0: people are <laughs> over it it's over like who cares
2: anymore do, do your parents ever sit you down and explain to you how once upon a time being a Boston sports fan was really hard
1: I was, yeah, I was sort of at the uh, end of, so the Patriots were still pretty bad, and uh, when they won that first year, my dad, he explained it, he was like, you don't understand, this doesn't happen ever. Yeah, (laughs) Um, well,
2: (laughs) congratulations, now it happens literally every year. Yeah, it happened
0: four months ago. With the Red Sox and the Celtics,
1: or Bruins, we're, we're lucky.
0: Guys had big yeah, three the over there too? too. Oh, God, disgusting.
2: It's a hard life you live. I, I, my heart goes <laughs> out to you. It, it seems like a really as a as a New York Met fan, uh, I would have no idea what it is like to go
1: through. So. <laughs> yeah, Mets. Sorry. <laughs> that was the best no, laugh
0: of the whole podcast. Really, it was. Yeah, <laughs> it was like it's, a genuine sadness for Greg, which I appreciate. Yeah,
2: it, it, it's it's all right. I cry myself to sleep every night. Um it was there was there a player you styled your game after growing up? Uh obviously, you know, everyone we, we've had Rebecca Russo on the podcast before and I told her that her style of play just reminds me of Theo Fleury. Was there a style <laughs> of yours that you tried to mold your game after?
1: Um, I I don't think so. I mean I was always just um I was just always good at playing defense. Um so that's what I prided myself on. And um I don't know. I I don't remember being like seeing watching anyone play. Like, oh, I want to play just like them. Um, Now I love watching like Tori Krug and Ryan McDonough play. I just think that they're great um, players. Um, But I wouldn't say like, oh, I want to play like them.
0: (laughs) I'll ask like a totally different version of this question. Oh, go on, Greg. Sorry. I I was going to say, when you're watching a hockey
2: game, do your eyes almost immediately go towards defensive players? Are you are you paying extra close attention to them?
1: Yeah, like I'll pick I'll pick defensemen and I'll watch them during their shifts um, just to see sort of what they're doing, um, how they're moving the puck, and sometimes I'll watch forwards too, just to like. Um, get a better sense of, like, what I could be doing in the offensive zone with the puck and things like that and different moves. But, yeah, I usually pick a defenseman and and try and learn from them when I'm watching.
0: I'm going to throw a real interview question at you. It's kind of, like, similar to what Greg asked and is on the ice, like, what's your particular unfair advantage? What's the thing that gives you the edge over other players? (laughs) Oh.
1: I know that was good, right? That was a good one. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I would say just my, like – like battling for pucks. like I you know, I just, I love being in the corners battling and winning those pucks and, um, and moving the puck to my teammates. And so I just say like, I'll, you know, I'm not the flashiest player by any means. Um, but somehow just like find a way to get the job done. (laughs) Uh, Sometimes scrappy is better. Yeah, that's, I know my role. I know my role. (laughs) So
0: right now we're going to be coming out to the Riveters game, I believe on February 2nd. Um, We've uh, we vouched on this podcast many times how awesome the games are and how great the crowds are. What can you say about the attendance and the fans right now that, that other people might not know?
1: Our Riveters fans are so loyal. We have this group, um, Rivs Nation, that are always at our home games. They always come through our autograph line. And so there's that core group that are just staying strong, and they're amazing. So they sort of like set the tone for all – Rivers fans, and they're always cheering. And even this year, without as much success, uh, people are still in the building and super excited to watch us play. And so there's definitely an energy in the building. And so if you're going to come to the game, you got to bring your energy. You'd be ready to have some fun. Yeah.
2: We, we were there in a media role the first game we went to, and it would take – every five minutes, I'd look at Ryan, and he'd be cheering. I was like, bro, this is not something we can do. Yeah, we, we weren't
0: allowed to. We're, I, I had the media pass on. I can't clap. It's upsetting. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you gotta stay neutral. Yeah, yeah, neutral. T- total
0: real journalist over here. That's me. Um, <laughs> Greg, do we have any final How, questions here? Oh, you you do obviously. I I, I have I have a couple.
2: Um, one of the, one of the main themes of this little series we're doing is trying to understand the expansion of the women's game. Obviously, it's not as simple. Oh boy!
0: Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> oh boy. Well, she was done.
2: <laughs> she didn't. She didn't like where I was going with that. Yeah, she question. was
0: like, obviously, and she's like, "Fuck that!" She hung up.
2: That that was uh, Harvard sniffed that right out. I'm like, gonna keep I'm this part in. This. So there
0: you go. This is,
2: <laughs> this is just... uh, for those who don't know, Michelle hung up on us.
0: Yes. Uh, well, we'll keep this part in because we're extending time. Gregory, currently, Hi, I am going through the flu, <laughs> and I gotta oh, I tell know. you, it is 102 degrees. I'm sure Michelle will call back. Uh, Yeah, you going to survive. Great question. Uh, No. I will. uh, She'll call back. uh, I'll start telling the story and she'll call back right in the middle of it. 100%. I I was playing Dungeons and Dragons like a true American hero last night with a couple couple of our good friends. And everything. That's true. And er, everything was fine. And then Uh all all of a sudden, I was the coldest I've ever was, ever. And then Mm. I was putting blankets on me left and right. And then I was trembling in bed for three hours. And since then, I've had a 102 degree fever. But yet, here Mm. I am. I won't lie to you. Uh, you sound pretty good. I'm all things considered. I'm doing like the most adult, like suck it up, and I'm going right back to bed.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've hey, I've been there. I appreciate uh, remember, you
0: saying I sound good, though.
2: Yeah, I, if you if you hadn't told me that you were dying, I, I would think that I will okay.
0: show you the thermometer readings. They are not great.
2: I'm okay. I don't I don't need to see those. I, I, no, you, you believe me. I'm not going to ask you how you took your temperature because this is a very professional podcast that, and that is this correct. isn't our normal podcast. So I'll <laughs> uh, save that one. I'll save that one for, for,
0: uh, for, for Monday. Old, The good Monday nights. Uh, there's a chance she doesn't come uh, back. If that's the yeah, case, I'll, I'll ask, I'll ask you the question I was going to ask. I'll answer. Uh, I'll answer for Michelle. How about that?
2: I, I just, I'm always curious to see how players are forecasting the expansion of the women's game. Uh, I know, There was Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. some heat earlier this week on the old Twitter.com because uh, after the CWHL All-Star Game, Stan Fischler went out and asked, well, why don't they just merge? And obviously it is not as simple as, two leagues being like, you know what? That's a great idea. Let's just do that. There are financial ramifications. Well, Greg, there's a those. lot of
0: financial things that have to be done by people that know more than I do at this point in time. I'm sure down the road, both leagues would benefit from each other's talent. Uh, we'd love to mm. see it. We'd love to see a league that could play together. It's obvious. Oh, you're doing
2: hockey talk right now. This I am.
0: Is really good. I am. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'd love to see a league that could play together. Uh, obviously, more competition is, is better for the league. And I think if we grow, uh, one of the best ways to do that would be a fusion. But again uh i'm not the person who makes a decision i go out there and play my I, best game every night
2: I, I will say this and and mike murphy's fantastic about this oh, the podcast. oh
1: I, shoot. i'm so sorry that's okay michelle <laughs> okay.
2: we're still recording we, we, uh, and i pretended to be you time
0: so you're back yeah uh
2: <laughs> I, I thought you were just so over whatever question i was gonna ask you are like nah fuck this I don't need i'm you. done <laughs>
0: all right so um, all right so let's see what, what she says to the question i answered for her go ahead greg right i i'm just i'm super curious
2: where you think the not just the nwhl is but the expansion of the women's game and what you think is next it it's really easy for people of lack of a better term idiots like myself and ryan Mm -hmm. who say well why don't the cwhl (laughs) and nwhl just merge it seems like logical i know it's not that simple there are very complicated matters that have to go into it. but just from where you sit it's 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 that boring like job interview question like where do you see yourself in five years But where, where do you see the women's game going in the next five years?
1: Um, you, yeah, you're right. Uh, The, the merge is complicated. Um, I, I think in the next, oh gosh, I don't even know how to answer this question. My, my, in the next five years, I suppose I see us continuing to expand to other, other locations. Um, hopefully maybe one or two more in the next five years, but just. Getting more and more college players, and increased uh, competition, um, and just better, better play, and and hopefully just building momentum. Um, I don't know how I don't know if the league will be drastically different in five years, um, but I'm I hope to see just um, continued supply or improved player support, and and just um, you know making baby steps along the way in terms of like the pl- players' access to you know different treatments and things like that. Um, and just different, uh, location or added locations. Um, that would be my hope, I suppose.
2: <laughs> how, how excited do you get to see the involvement of NHL teams in, into the league? I mean, obviously the Pagulas are very active with the Buttes. Um, not the Buttes. Is it the
0: Buttes? Yep. I'm confusing yep. myself. Yep. No, it is the Buttes. Nailed
2: it. Uh, yep. the Riveters have the, uh, partnership with the New Jersey Devils, and not even a couple weeks ago, the Bruins announced their deal with the Pride. Does, does that lift up a locker room just to know that this there's investment from the outside coming in, and this game seems to be, I think, solidifying is the word I would go with. It, it does seem to have a really strong foundation.
1: Yeah, it's certainly exciting um, that these partnerships are happening, um, and for me, it's just getting to the point where it's not men's and women's hockey it's just loving hockey regardless of who's playing and I like I'm not so naive to think you know like that we're going to get to this, the point that you know the NHL is at anytime soon um, but just getting the, the respect as athletes is, is what I'm biggest on in terms of like yeah I play a, you know for women's professional league and yeah right now it's you know it's I, it's, a, it would be like a part-time job in terms of like, I'm not making a, a complete living off of it. Um, but that doesn't make any, any less of an athlete than a male counterpart who's playing in the NHL, who's got, you know, way more resources and all these things to be able to do it for a living. Um, and so that's where I just like to see it get to the point of like, it's just, it's hockey, um, regardless of who's playing. And, and both athletes are, should be re- seen in the same light. Um, so that's my, that's my thoughts on it. <laughs>
2: Uh, we're, we're right there with you and not, not for nothing, 100%. The, during the Olympics last year, the women's tournament was 20 times more exciting than the men's tournament. And that is not me blowing smoke up anyone's ass. It's just a straight up truth. Well, the men's, I was much more invested in the, the, the U S so... Canada women's game than I was any other game during that entire competition.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's great hockey, and, and that's just what I want people to see is is that it's it's great hockey. It's not great women's hockey. Or it's not great men's hockey. It's just it's hockey.
0: Um, so. All right, Michelle, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Um, hopefully we'll see you at the game on February. Well, we'll definitely see you at the game on February 2nd. You'll be there playing. <laughs> if anyone else wants to come down, you can come down and meet Michelle, and uh, we'll also be there on February 2nd. We'll hopefully see you there. Michelle, uh, good luck the rest of the season, and hopefully you guys kill it once you get to the playoffs. Also, thank you.
2: Plug, I plug, uh, it. plug your social media while you're here. So you you called back in. The least we can do is make sure
0: people can follow you. That's true. That's true.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can follow me on Twitter as Shellfish Twenty and I, it's the same on Instagram. Um but now after this part, maybe I'll have to change it to like Captain Wildflower. You gotta change.
0: You gotta change. Oh, but you're you're verified. You can't change. You got the blue check mark.
1: <laughs> oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you're done.
0: All right. Thank you so much, Michelle. We'll talk to you soon. All
1: right, thank you. Bye bye.
0: Bye bye.